0: the greatest final 60 seconds in hockey history or at least seattle thunderbirds history we'll talk about that game plus all the other action from the past two weeks and we'll check in with new t-birds captain jordan gustafson here on another episode of the let's fly podcast t-birds fans let's fly You're listening to Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. Join us every other week for interviews with your favorite T-Birds players, conversations about how the team is doing, fan stories, and more. And now, here's Tyler. Welcome back to Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. So great to have you joining us here for another week of T-Birds talk. And I got to say, before we get things started here, I I just am so grateful for all of the support, all of the outpouring, the awesome comments that we received, the great feedback, everything coming in about this new podcast. I'm so excited. They say the first episode is always the hardest. I would beg to differ. The second episode is always the hardest because you got to keep doing what you've been doing. Um, and so just so many great things to come here in the next uh, couple of weeks, but want to thank everybody who tweeted at the T-Birds, who, um, shared it on social media, who reviewed us. I, I got to read one of my favorite reviews that came in on the Apple, uh, on Apple podcast. If you're listening on Apple podcast, make sure to like subscribe uh give us five star ratings uh and leave us a comment on there and uh who knows maybe we'll read it on the show just like i'm doing with this one uh this one is coming in it says lived in seattle for five years have have been a t-birds fan for years moved away in july of 2022 but always a fan caught uh a couple of games last season when the t-birds uh went back in town um, and caught the T-Birds in Tri-Cities last year. Great to have this podcast to hear more about the T-Birds. Uh, and I was reminded of that, you know, not every T-Birds fan lives 20 minutes from the Excessive Showwear Center in Kent. A lot of great T-Birds fans out there, whether you are in Idaho or whether you are south of the border in enemy territory down in Portland or north of the border uh, up in the the great, uh, great uh, Canadian north. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, thank you so much. Uh, If you haven't had a chance already, would love for you to like, subscribe, engage, share podcasts, do whatever you want, but uh, let's keep the energy going because we have lots of T-Birds action to talk about. One other housekeeping note I'm going to throw out there. Have you ever set up a new social media account or maybe a new email address or something and you completely forgot the password and then when you went to reset it, you had no of the you hadn't set up with an, uh, recovery email or phone number. Yeah. So that happened. So, uh, Bird's podcast at outlook.com lived for about 10 minutes until I forgot the password. So if you emailed the show last week, I want to thank you so much. I don't want to ignore your, your notes or anything that you sent in, but that email is lost to the ether that is Microsoft Outlook, unfortunately, but found another way to set something up for you to be able to engage with the show. And I'm so excited about this because it we are a podcast. People love to listen and people love to talk. And so I believe in the two-way communication with podcasting. So we have set up the T-Birds podcast burner phone. You can text the show. You can call in and leave a voicemail for the show uh, for your chance to be featured on an upcoming episode. So save this number in your phone. If you're listening right now and you want to be on the show two five, three, what up? 253-656-6618. Again, 253-656-6618. Save that number in your phone right now. It's saved as T-Birds podcast in mine. I called myself earlier. Sounded great. Uh, but text, text us, text us. Leave us a voicemail, call in, whatever you want to do. We'd love to hear from you. Who's out there. listening? let us know where you're listening from, uh, what you're excited for about this season, man. We, we shared some feedback from fans at the home opener last week, and it was all positive. Everybody was excited about the season. A lot of big things. And it's turned out to be that way. We're seven games in T-Birds are cruising things look pretty good here so far in the season. So a lot of excitement. Please engage with us, whether it's on social media, whether it's uh, on the app, any anywhere you're listening, we're now available on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, everywhere you can get podcasts, you can find Let's Fly. All right. What a few weeks it has been. We're going to get to the Brandon game momentarily and i'm gonna throw this out there right now it is is officially known as the brandon game going forward we had the Kelowna game uh it was uh the 2017 western conference final where michael herringer stopped about 70 to anywhere from 70 to 100 shots on goal the t-birds end up winning that one to move on and make it to the um championship where they would go on to win the title There was the Winnipeg game last year, game five, 2023, WHL final, uh, when the T-Birds just absolutely, the building was electric. That was the Winnipeg game. Well, now we have the Brandon game. And there are very few regular season games that stick in my head in my eight years being with the team. The Wiener Dog races from 2016, 2017, that, I mean, that's up there. I mean, that sticks in my head for, for obvious reasons. It was the wiener dog races. I mean, come on. Uh, But in terms of regular season hockey, this was about as great as it gets in one game. We're going to get to that in a second. We're going to talk all about the other games. Uh, We got lots, lots of great stuff to get to. It's been an exciting few weeks of T-Birds hockey. They're out on the road now. They are uh, just approaching the halfway point of the six-game road trip of the Eastern Conference here in the first part of the season. So that's exciting. Uh, We'll share some results there. Also going to chat with new T-Birds captain Jordan Gustafson. I really wanted to get him on episode one and uh, schedules, timing just didn't work out. He's a busy guy, he's got lots of stuff going on. So we're gonna get to that. And I'm so excited to, to share that interview with you. Lots of excitement coming out from, from Jordan about his new team, being in a captain role. And we're gonna play a little game too. Uh, we did, do you know your team? So we asked him some questions about who is most likely to dot, 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 who on your team is dot, dot, dot. And he had some great answers. So stick around for that. That's coming up later on in the show. And then we'll talk about what's coming up here. Again, the T-Birds out on the road. they will be coming back home in just a little over a week now for an exciting return back to the Accesso Shower Center. Uh, somebody who never played at the Accesso Show or Center, but in making an exciting return to Thunderbirds hockey as well on Friday, November 3rd. We'll talk about that in just a little while. But an exciting two weeks for the Seattle Thunderbirds. So let's get into the game recaps. Friday, October 13th. T-Birds come back home. They went on the road in Spokane. They go to 2-1 and one on the season. Come back home Friday the 13th. To take on the wenatchee wild the first meeting at home at the excessive shower center between the wild and the t birds since they relocated to wenatchee this off season t-birds won on the road in wenatchee to start the 2023 2024 season so now they come back home and our 0 one at home looking to build some of that energy at home having picked up two road wins to start the season and they get things going in the first. Jeremy Hansel and Luca Hoff both get their first goal of the first goals of the season. They score 20 seconds apart in the first period. And then in the second period, Sam Popowitch, man has this guy started the season hot. He makes it four goals in his first four games with a power play goal in the second. Now, a couple of quick answers from Wenatchee. Briley Wood scores with 30, 30 seconds after Popovich scores his goal. And then a few minutes later, they score again. So we head into the third. T Birds clinging to a 3 2 lead, but the defense locked it down in the third, allowing just eight shots on goal by Wenatchee, and all eight saved. By Scott Ratzlaff. Also important to note, T-Birds didn't allow the Wild any power play opportunities in the third, just two penalties for Seattle on the night. And both of them came in the first period. So T-Birds close it out. Grayson Souchin scores his first goal of the season on an empty net with about 45 seconds remaining in the game as the t-birds go on to win by a final score of four to two versus the wild pick up their first win at home first time celebrating this season at the excesso show center uh and it was great to see a lot of contributors as well a couple of guys getting on the score sheet for the first time this season jeremy hansel finishes with a goal and two assists uh sam popovich goal and an assist i had a chance to catch up with sam after the game talk about what the start of the season has been like for him, what's clicking, what's working for him, and what it meant to pick up a big win, the first win at home of the season. Take a listen. All right, Tyler here. Big 4-2 victory uh, for the T-Birds tonight at home versus the Wenatchee Wild. I got one of the four goal scorers, Sam Popovich. Sam, congrats. Big game for you tonight.
1: Yeah, it was an awesome win. Good crowd out there. and. It was good to get one at home to get the road road trip started here
0: yeah absolutely it was a it was a tough uh, home opener versus portland but it feels like you guys kind of put that behind you and uh moving forward nice to get a big win against a, a solid with solid crowd here tonight
1: yeah we felt like we, we owed the fans one there It was not our best performance against portland so we were really happy to come out and have that performance
0: so four goals for you in the first four games like something's got to feel different for you heading into this year just what what have you what's been the focus what was uh what was the goal heading into the season and 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 how has it contributed to this really hot start
1: yeah i think i mean it obviously comes with a lot more opportunity you know you i'm getting out there a lot more and i'm just feeling really confident with the puck right now but i think coming into the year for myself it was a big year for me and i wanted to be able to contribute offensively so it's been a really good start
0: some of the key performers from last year key contributors last year playing a big role tonight but you also got some new guys coming in some young kids some uh some some new guys who've joined from other teams like what what's the mentality for for you as a team kind of ramping up and getting everybody on the same page heading forward into the into the road trip here
1: yeah we lost a lot of guys so there's a lot of new faces kind of coming into the room and i'm sure everybody can see that from upstairs but uh I think it's just making sure everybody feels comfortable and everybody knows that they got a role on the team and it's not going to be one or two guys that are going to win us games. It's a team game. So I think everybody feeling
0: comfortable is a big thing for us. Very cool. Hey, thank you so much for taking a minute with us after the big game here. Awesome. Thank you. The T-Birds pick up their first home win of the season and turn right back around Tuesday, October 17th versus the Brandon Wheat Kings. Now, I will throw this out there to begin with. When I said at the beginning, this is going to be known as the Brandon game. I don't think a lot of us had fond memories or could say going in, before this game that there was something good called the Brandon game. Most of us at this point still just hold that taste in our mouth of the 2015-2016 WHL final loss to the Wheat Kings. So it was nice to have a moment where the T-Birds got to flip the script a little bit. Uh, They've played Brandon since then, uh, but having this moment at home, and we'll talk through the game here in a second, but just the absolute insane atmosphere that the Accesso show Center became. And there were so many things that could have derailed this night audio issues in the building have definitely, you know, okay. They've been a little bit of a struggle here to start the season. The ice, the ice was not ready to play the game. When the game started, we had to delay the game by an hour. It was two for Tuesday and we were selling $2 beers at the door when doors open. And the way the game was looking, it, it definitely felt like things were got off the rails late into the game, but man, did things turn around? So Wheat Kings score first. Jeremy Hansel comes in and ties it up. Just one minute left in the first period. Two goals in two games for Jeremy Hansel. We'll get to this in a second too. This guy is on a roll. He is he is playing at a very high level and one of those veteran contributors that you're going to need this from this team. So uh, Hansel scores. We're tied 1-1 heading into the second. Uh, Nico Adovic scores uh, early in the second. Uh, to to give the T-Birds the lead, but the Wheat Kings would answer back and score twice in the second, and now they would take a 3-2 lead into second intermission. It would go on to add another two and a half minutes left to go in the game. It is four to 4-2. If you were not there Tuesday, October 17th versus the Brandon Wheat Kings, what I'm going to tell you is going to be like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. That, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it doesn't. But I am not going to be able to do justice what happened within this last week here. I'm recording this Tuesday, Monday, October 23rd. A week later, I still can't believe what I witnessed. And as I was upstairs trying to process every goal that came in so we could announce it, so we could play the music, so we could do everything, it just became nuts. And if you watched me try and catch my breath there late in the game, I think my voice cracked a couple of times. T-Birds score four goals in the final minute and four seconds of the game. Luka Hoff scores twice in 35 seconds. Tom Boyning's call was incredible, and he he made a comment. He goes, "Oh my goodness, he did it again!" Because that's how it felt when when Seattle scored and made it four three. I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there. There's under a minute to go. It was like four, three. I didn't realize it was only four, three at that point, but I was like, oh man, I thought we were wrapping this up. Like it's been a long night We're we started at eight o'clock. We are pushing 11 o'clock now and, and look at, we're staring midnight down the barrel here, but Lukahoff scores 35 seconds. He turns around and scores again, both on the power play. T-Birds had some great power play opportunities late in the game and took advantage of them. And he's not done there. He assists Braden Coots on the game winner. Nine seconds left in the game. Coots gets his second of the season after scoring in the uh, home open, or in the season opener in Wenatchee. He comes back, scores, gets the game winner for the T Birds with nine seconds left. And then just for good measure, empty net. T Birds win the faceoff. And Simon Loveson goes down, scores his first WHL goal on an empty net with four seconds left. At this point, I was ready to pass out. I was trying to read goals as they were, as more were coming in, as we were hitting the buzzer, as we were playing music. It was just absolute insanity late in that game. Brandon outshoots the Thunderbirds thirty-eight to thirty, but the only stat that mattered in this game, T-Birds finished with more shots in the back of the net. They go on to win by a final score of six to four. It's their third straight win. It's the fourth in five games. Feels like a little early season magic that maybe some of us didn't expect from this team. We knew this team was capable of doing exciting things. I just don't know if we knew it was going to happen four games into the season. We're going to be talking about the game of the year with how that game ended absolute insanity. One of the greatest games that I've ever gotten to be a part of in my eight years with the Seattle Thunderbirds. Uh, I can't remember very many other games in sports that I've actually been at that had had a moment like that. You have these moments in sports where it just becomes this pillar for the team. When you think Boise State, you think of 2005 Yesta Bowl where they pull the Statue of Liberty play when you think about some of the, the greatest moments in sports history, they become tentpole moments for their team. And this game versus the Wheat Kings, it's a Tuesday night in October. You're less than an eighth of the way through the season. Not even an eighth of the way. You're a tenth of the way through the season. And you're talking about one of these incredible moments that some of us will never experience again. I've watched people, if you're listening to this and you walked out on Tuesday because you're like, man, it's Tuesday, it's 10 o'clock. I don't blame you. If I had been there, I don't know if I would have had the, the, the emotional energy to stay in and having to be at work early on a Wednesday morning. But if you were there, you are never going to forget that evening. I know I'm never going to forget that one of the coolest sporting events, that I've ever been able to witness in person and be a part of. So, uh, some some big performances all around. Uh, stars that night. Jeremy Hansel gets another first star. Luca Hoff two goals and an assist. finest Finishes plus two. I had a chance to catch up with Luca, uh, the new acquisition from the T-Birds this off season, just to talk about the craziness. Six four victory over the Brandon Wheat Kings on a wild Tuesday night in October. Take a listen. Alrighty folks, Tyler back here. Wow. What a night T-Birds come from behind in the final minutes of the third period. They score four goals in the final minutes and uh, go on to a six, four win over Brandon. I'm here with one of the guys who scored two goals in the span of 30 seconds to give the T-Birds the lead. Luca Hoff, Luca, what a game, man. What's going through your head right now?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I still can't believe it. Um, yeah, I, I, we we kept believing in it, and uh, we ke- we kept fighting. And um, yeah, I'm just happy right now. But also, my thoughts are with Nico. He seems to be injured, and uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, it's got to be a big night for you. Uh, first, first, first couple of games at home here uh, in front of a, a new group of fans. And um, a lot of a lot of excitement, a lot of energy in the building after the championship last season. What's it been like for you uh, being a newcomer on this team, but, but being welcomed into kind of this mentality that carried the team last year
2: and now into this year too? Yeah, for me, it's just crazy to see like we really want to win here. We have a winning culture. And the guys they welcomed me right away, and I, they, they showed me how to live in this culture and um, yeah, I mean, we showed on the ice that that 's winning culture we're down we 're down to one minute or two minutes um, to go, and we, we scored three four goals even um, i mean that, that just shows it, and um, yeah, I still can 't believe that we, we we pulled that off and and for you it 's probably got to be really exciting
0: to to get to jump in and contribute to a new team and again history legacy a lot of things coming from the past couple years but just jumping in and being a contributor right away and getting on the on the the score sheet um just what's the transition for you been like to seattle
2: yeah i mean i've come a come over pretty decent year i mean we we lost a lot in edmonton so it's just great to to be in such a team and to to see how how like the winning how they have the winning culture here and like um it's just, we were relentless in that game, and uh, that's what, what our identity is as a T-Birds. And, um, yeah, I think uh, we did a pretty good job. So a minute
0: left, a little over a minute left in the game. You guys are down two. You call a timeout. Like, what's, what's the message on the bench? What's the vibe? What's the feeling like with all the guys and, and from Matt and the
2: coaching t- staff? Yeah, I mean, we were even down two guys. Saj and uh, Larry were, were out of the game, and we, I think we, we just kept believing, and we, we thought we could pull it off. And, um, we just talked about the next play, what we we're gonna do, and uh, kept, kept 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 working, you know, and um, certainly it, it uh, worked out, yeah. What's
0: the what's the feeling like now, knowing that you know? Could have been a could have been a tough loss at home where you give up a couple goals late in the third period and, um, and gets away from you heading into the road trip. What's the what's the excitement now? You go into the onto the road, but you got this big win to kind of carry some momentum. Like, what's the feeling like as you get set to head out on the on the big road trip here?
2: Yeah, obviously there's a lot of excitement. We won three in a row now. And, uh, yeah, I think we, we can keep this going. Um, we get Paul back hopefully next game and uh, hopefully Dunner as well. So I think we could, we could have a – and gas hopefully. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I hope we roll on this uh, road trip and uh, win as much as possible.
0: Yeah, well, very exciting here again. Luca Hoff, two goals, uh, helps the T-Birds come
2: from behind, beat the Brandon
0: Wheat Kings, and now heads out onto the road for the six-game road trip. Luca, best of luck, and we'll see you back here in
2: a couple of weeks. Thank you very much.
0: So what a way to send the T-Birds out onto their six-game road trip. A big win at home. And they continued the excitement into Friday night. Was it any of a surprise? Like I was clinging to my WHL app on Friday night, October 20th, just saying like, man, is something interesting going to happen tonight? Because I feel like we're on the brink of this being a really special team that's doing some special things. And uh, I'm I'm not going to say I had the foresight to to know that it was going to be another magical evening for the T-Birds, but Friday night, October 20th, T-Birds taking on the Calgary Hitmen in Calgary. Braden Coots opens the scoring in the first period. It's his second game with a second straight game with a goal after opening his WHL account on opening night in Wenatchee. Calgary would tie it up with five seconds left in the second period, so... Man, heck of a performance by Spencer Michnick in this game. He'd go on 31 saves on 33 shots, but keeps holds the hitman off the score sheet all the way until five seconds left in the second period. Really exciting to see. The T Birds have had a knack for having two great goalies at the same time. We saw that last year with Milich and uh, with Ratzlaff, and, and we're, we're getting a little taste of it here. It's Spencer Michnick... A, a real solid performer for the T-Birds. He was a fifth round pick for the T-Birds back in 2021, but could play a big role this season. Rats is going to get a ton of time in the game, but having a night like this where, you know, coming off a 38-shot a night that Scott faced against the Wheat Kings on Tuesday night, giving him the night off, going into a, a long stretch, and especially looking ahead here in these next few weeks, we are going to have some real heavy stacked games over a few weeks. So, uh, heck of a night from Spencer, but so T-Birds and Calgary tied up, uh, end of the second period. And then Calgary would take the lead just over a minute into the third on the power play. T-Birds not out of it yet. They fight back. Antonio Martirana scores his second of the season with six minutes left. Heading into the overtime period, you got to feel good after what's happened the la- earlier that week. And, of course, it was the usual suspects making it happen for the T-Birds. Jeremy Hansel finishes off a pass to the back post from Grayson Sotchin. 25 seconds into the overtime period, the T-Birds get the game winner. It's the third goal in a row, I believe, for Hansel at that point. He is top 20 in the WHL right now in points per game. He leads the T-Birds with 10 points. Um, it finishes this game with uh, with another goal. So exciting to see it. Well, goal and an assist, plus two. Hansel was lights out last year when it came to plus minus. He's at it again so far this season. Uh, but another big win for the T-Birds. And then Sunday, October 22nd, taking on the Edmonton Oil Kings. It was a back and and forth first period. Both teams scoring twice, but ultimately the T-Birds pull away in the second and they cruise to a 6-2 win after some really close ones. It was nice to get a big win. That was a lot of contributions, a lot of goals early on, and you don't have that late game drama rookies playing a big part in this win nine rookies skating in the lineup seven of them end up on a score sheet on the score sheet with either a goal or an assist you got a pair of goals from t birds second round pick kazden Mathies. exciting to see him getting on the score sheet another high prospect for the t-birds contributing here as a rookie antonio martirana Three goals in four road games. That guy is turning into a road warrior for this team. He is picking up the big road points. Again, three goals in four road games this season. Of course, a couple of guys contributing again as well. Another goal for Luca Hoff. Uh, exciting to see him getting on the score sheet in his return to Edmonton, where he played a full season last year um, after being taken in the um, after being taken in the draft, and then. Braden Coots, he is now tied with Sam Popovich for the team lead with four goals, him and Luka Hoff. he have got a four-way tie atop the T-Birds goal, stand, uh, goal stat leaders. Uh, Sam Popovich, Braden Coots, Luka Hoff, all with four goals. Really exciting. Uh, I will throw this out there. Braden Coots. I got to talk with him. He's going to be our guest on the next episode of Let's Fly. Uh, so excited to talk to him. He had high hopes going into... The road trip, getting to play back home in front of some of his fa- friends and family—it's exciting to see him contributing. Oh, yeah, of course. We also have the return of Sawyer Minio. Sawyer gets back in the lineup, gets a goal and an assist in his return. He was a third-round pick by the Vancouver Canucks this off-season uh, in the NHL draft. So excited to see Sawyer back on the ice as well. Just so many good things happening so many things heading in the right direction for Seattle. All right. So let's transition here a little bit. Where do we sit after the last two weeks? T-Birds now on a five game winning streak. Again, I'm recording this Monday, October 23rd. T-Birds play tomorrow night, Tuesday, October 24th. But as of right now, two weeks after the last two weeks and a five game winning streak. T-Birds are six and one on the season. They are fifth in the Western conference, but they have the same number of wins as number four on that list. Kelowna and number three, Tri-City and they're just one of two teams in the entire WHL along with the Portland Winterhawks, that have just one loss or fewer on the season. As we talked about last time, they haven't played as many games as other teams yet but they are doing what they need to do to win games to put themselves in a good position. So, let's just pause for a second. Do have to put the somewhat obvious out there. I want to be excited, you want to be excited. We can absolutely be excited and say this team is going to win 100 games this year. It's impossible. They can't win 100 games, play 68 games in a regular season. Welcome to Seattle Thunderbirds hockey in the WHL, but they're they're the coaching staff, the front office, they believe that this team can succeed again this year. And the important part is they've done what they can to win games and be successful early in the season. But to put things into perspective, the last five games they've played, those five teams have a combined record of 20 and 40, 20 wins, 40 losses, a 0.333 winning percentage. If you were to rank that in the entire WHL, they would be the second worst team in the WHL. Those five teams, their combined record. So they haven't been necessarily torching the league against some of the teams that are at the top and going to be successful more than likely this year. This team is going to have some tough opponents. There, there's not an easy path this year. If you look at the U.S. division, nobody's under 500. Two teams are at 500: Spokane and Everett. And I believe that we both think that those teams can be better than maybe how they've performed early in the season. But they are going to have some tough games. They have nine left this season against Portland. Portland is eight and one. They have a 36 plus 36 goal differential. They have six games against Tri Cities, who's six three and one to start the season and was an absolute menace down the stretch for a lot of teams heading into the playoffs last year. They will play four more against Prince George, who is leading the BC division right now, and they are absolutely leading the BC division. They are averaging 5.75 goals per game through their first 12, and they have a plus plus. I believe it's like 36 goal differential. They are scoring goals by the bucket right now. And you're going to play that team four more times, including twice on the road. Kelowna looks to bounce back again this year, a tough opponent for Seattle. Historically, they're six and four to start the year. There are going to be some tough games. So that's the perspective. But here's the reality. This young team has passed the first test. That first test, you have to win the games you play. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. You have a finite opportunity of games you can win on the season. Every team can only win, only has a chance to win 68 games. It doesn't matter if you're the best team in the league or the worst team in the league, you get 68 opportunities to win and how you take advantage of those opportunities is who is separates, who makes it to the playoffs, who doesn't make it to the playoffs. Who's picking early in the WHL draft, who is, uh, getting into the playoffs and potentially setting themselves up for a good first round matchup in the playoffs. All of that comes into play because of what you do early in the season. This young team, they have passed the first test just win. And you might say, well, yeah, that's the goal of every team. You know who didn't pass their first test of just win? last year's reigning championship Edmonton. In fact, they didn't win their sixth game of the season where the T-Birds are at on October 23rd. They did not win game six until January 10th, their 40th game in the season. So all of the fear about, well, Seattle's going to be Edmonton because they sold out to win last year. That's not happening. That's, That's not happening. You're going to have some tough matchups and you might not be able to keep up the six and one pace. Because of the tougher matchups to come, but this isn't a team that's that's rolling over and is playing for a high draft pick this year um, to to start the rebuilding cycle. The, this is a team that can win, compete, get into the finals. You look at uh, Prince Albert. Four or five years ago, uh, they won the title. The next year, they were the fourth seed in in the Eastern Conference. Th- this is a team that can do that. You know else who else didn't pass the just win test? The 2018 Swift Current Broncos. They were 0 and seven to start their 2018-2019 season after winning the title. So there is not just this one-size-fits-all, you win the championship and you're terrible next year. You, it can be done. And the T-Birds are proving that they have the tools, they have the players, they have the coaching staff, they have the pedigree to be successful. You get through the first sixth of your season, and now you take on the next sixth of your season. And we'll talk about this in a second. They're going to have some teams coming up here that they play. It's going to be a little bit tougher. But with a little bit tougher comes guys like Braden Coots, like Antonio Martirana, like a Caleb Hartman, like a Kasdan Matthews, like a Nishan Parmer, like a Samuel Charco. All these guys getting on the score sheet against Edmonton. Like a Simon Loveson. Like Finn Bagley, who you called up because you didn't have enough skaters, and he goes on to get, get you an assist in the game. So they, they have the players, they have the pieces to be successful. Are they going to be the absolute menace that they were last year? Well, uh, maybe we'll just have to wait and see. But again, first test, A+. Plus. And we'll keep checking the scorecard as we go through the season but there's no reason that this team can't continue to perform and can't stay in games. The Brandon game proved that you stay in the game. You want to score four goals to in the final minute to end the game every week, probably not going to happen, but you stay in the game and you leave the door open for that type of stuff to happen. All right. Let's switch gears here. I am excited because I got to have a, Awesome conversation with the brand new captain of the Seattle Thunderbirds, Jordan Gustafson, a uh, bit of a tough off season for Jordan. He'll address that here, but uh, Ben, Ben rehabbing, getting healthy, focused on what he can do to contribute to the team, but an absolute quality human being. So great to get to talk with him, to learn about what he's envisioning for this team, how the past T-Birds leadership that he played under is playing a role in how he leads and how he guides and, and the role that he plays with this team. So awesome to get to talk with Jordan Gustafson, uh, the captain number seven, take a listen and uh, maybe you'll learn something about the new T-Birds captain. Alrighty folks, Tyler back here. I am so excited because I am joined by number seven, the new captain of your Seattle Thunderbirds, Jordan Gustafson. Jordan, welcome to Let's Fly. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. i excited i'm
0: really excited to to be getting to talk to you as well uh so much to talk about lots of exciting things heading into the season and uh what we're going to be uh doing here what you and the guys are going to be accomplishing uh but first off want to just go back take a step back last four months how was the off season how'd you spend uh memorial cup middle of june through uh through till training camp what uh what the off season look like for jordan
3: yeah. Um, it was a little bit of a different off season for me. Um, had surgery on my shoulder, a lot of, a lot of time in the gym, a lot of extra work uh, with the physio and, and just uh, a lot of, a lot of lower body work. So I feel like I, I, uh, put on some weight, um, feel faster on the ice now and back into things on the ice, shooting the pucks, to all that. So it was definitely uh nice to be back with family and, and spend some time with friends too. That was a, that was a big part, but, uh, ready to get back on the ice and uh, contribute up front.
0: Yeah, sounds great. Well, uh, both on the ice and off the ice. Congratulations on on being named team captain. Uh, How did you find out where what was the situation like when you when you found out from coach and the team?
3: Yeah, um, I think it was just after practice one day, um, Cartsy, our, our uh, D coach, came and found me and pulled me into the uh, coach's office, and uh, they kind of just gave me the news there, and then um, they brought our leadership group in, and then uh, eventually we had a, a team meeting and kind of just uh, addressed the team and told uh, told everybody who's going to be on the leadership group, and uh, it's a definitely a special moment for me, a moment that I've been working for for a long time, um, I've I've been really fortunate to have a lot of great leaders in front of me as as a younger guy in the league when I was just entering um, and and I feel like I learned a lot from them and I'm going to use all those same leadership skills to uh, hopefully be a great older guy as i as uh, all the older guys were for me once.
0: Yeah, well that I, that's super cool. I I wanted to ask you about that too. You're coming off of playing behind a, a captain and and Lucas Siona and uh in your time here and ever since i've been here and going back you know several decades there have been so many great seattle thunderbirds captains what does it mean for you to kind of step into this in this role where you not only take on uh leadership qualities which you already have uh, so many and, and you've demonstrated over your time here but almost to take on more of like a, a figurehead for the team and and be the one who's gonna help you know, separate and, and provide structure and, and vision for the for your team going forward?
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a huge honor. Uh, for me, we've, we've definitely had a lot of really good leaders um, in the years past. And uh, it's something that I take a lot of responsibility for. Um, and, and I take a lot of pride with it. Um, I'm, I'm learning, learning new things every day. I'm learning a lot right now on, on how to be a leader, how to be a good older guy for all the uh, young guys on our team and how to just kind of mold mold our team culture into uh, a winning culture that it has been and, and kind of just keep that same culture that um, that that the old guys have have uh, put there in place for us. And I uh, kind of um, uh, I, I, I'm kind of just taking it on myself to just keep the culture same. Um, keep that winning culture, um, make sure everyone feels included on on, on everything. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a huge honor.
0: Well, I, I think I speak for a lot of T-Birds fans, the outpouring on social media has been Extremely positive. People are excited. Very well deserved. Uh, new captain for the Thunderbirds. Uh, but you talked about winning culture there, and you guys have seen some incredible success these last two years. You go back two years ago, maybe not have a lot of expectations, and then team just kind of comes out and does what you guys knew you were capable of doing from from the beginning of the season and then so many expectations last year what's the transition like heading into a year where you know there's a lot of expectations from the championship season but also the the kind of the what people say then happens is well they won the championship so they're probably going to take a step back this year how do how do you approach that from a culture perspective and and a leader perspective and saying no we can go out there and still be successful every night
3: yeah yeah i feel like there's definitely a a lot of teams and a lot of um just just hockey people that are kind of doubting us this year but um i i truly believe that uh that, that we can go for it again um we have a we have a really good older group and a lot of exciting young players too on our team and and uh i I feel like that was the main part about our last couple seasons it was uh we were just such a close close tight team um everybody got along together and uh, that's going to be a a job that uh that myself and a lot of the older guys have is just to kind of combine the older group and the younger group that we have now and to just make it all one one team but um i'm super excited um the job from our team is always to win and we're expected to win so there's going to be no no uh, no no change there this year we're we're expected to go on a run and, and we're definitely really excited
0: that's awesome to hear so you talked about being a close knit group' we've, we've seen that the last couple of years. I know you've got a lot of uh, younger uh, up and coming rookies and and uh, new players exciting players uh, that that get to be a part of the team now and help build the future uh what's what's kind of been your message or what's been your leadership approach with with some of those young new players on uh how they can start taking the next steps and becoming contributors and 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 focus on the team results
3: yeah yeah i think uh i i think just being older um a lot of young guys look up to us so it really it really starts from us we we got to make sure that we're in the gym after practice getting extra work in and 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 kind of start by by leading by example um but uh but yeah it's, it's, it's super exciting there's a lot of really talented um fast new players and uh if, if we can just get everybody to to contribute um it, it'll go a long way it's definitely a pretty exciting group and I, i'm pretty sure that we're all really excited to uh to on to around here
0: awesome to hear so as a captain, one of your duties is to kind of know your team as well. So I want to do something fun with you here. I'm going to give you some most likely who, and, and I want you to give me somebody on your team that is, that fits the description. All right. So I'm going to give you an easy one to start with. I want you to identify who's the team DJ who on your team has the best taste in music. And if you got to play music in the locker room or on the ice, who, who are you picking to play the music?
3: Um, well, before games, uh, Nico and Sachin normally, normally take over Ox and, and play games. But, uh, if, if I were to pick, I'd probably pick Sam Pop, which is kind of got similar taste in music to me. Just a lot of, a lot of nineties country and a lot of just uh, good old Albertan music. But uh, I'd probably pick probably Nico just for just for in the gym Rat Rat maybe too just in the gym to to get the fellows
0: going. 90s country, okay. So uh, as as a new role for me this year, I'm also helping curate our music in the arena on game nights. So I, I got that in the back of my head now. I've got to get a little more 90s country into yeah. the mix well, during Darth games Rickster too. Straight. Yeah. Okay, all right, I, we we can make that happen. So, all right. Bet who is the best? I, there's two pieces to this. Who's got the best goal celebration on your team that you've seen?
3: <laughs> I like I like Nico's. He kind of just does like the one jab to the sky, and for uh, <laughs> not okay. Really, it's it's pretty funny, but um, I, I mean, for, from the years past, Davidson's always been a mm. a big celebration guy. But, uh, yeah, I I think we got a lot of new guys It's going to be exciting to, to kind of see everybody's new, new Sally and see if anybody, uh, maybe, maybe pulls out the old, the old bird flap or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, pop poppy always just does like a nice low down Sally too. So that's pretty good.
0: So the second part of that one is who is most likely to be practicing their Sally during practices.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Um. I don't even know. Sotch likes to have a little bit of fun when when he scores. And uh, but uh, okay. the, the only guy I can think of right now is honestly just Davidson from years past. He's okay. He's, he was always working on his celly. But, uh, <laughs> very very good. This year, there's a, a lot of guys have, have have scored goals before. So they're pretty used to it. They're, they act like Okay. It seems like,
0: Alright, so who is the first person on the ice every day for practice?
3: um the first purse is a little bit tricky because we always start uh sometimes the d go on first and and okay. the fours go on so it's kind of been a little difficult lately but um i would say the last guy on the ice is normally pickford he's he's someone who who shows up to the uh if we had to be at the rink at, at 9 a.m he's there at probably 7 a.m just just getting his workout in and getting extra work in and a lot of the young guys too. They're, we've a very uh, hardworking young group, which is which is good for, for culture and Charco and and uh, Mar- uh, Marty and and just a lot of the young guys stay out and, and get extra reps in too. So that's that's something that, that we take a lot of pride in here. Um, is just just getting the extra reps in. So I feel like any day it could kind of be someone someone different, which is really special. I think
0: that that's cool that was my that was my other question who's the last one off the ice but uh sounds like sounds like uh, pickford is uh is the guy who's out there uh getting getting those extra reps in and uh that's uh, that's cool to hear all right who's got the best flow on your team who's got the best hair and i i know it's like playoff hair is different than september hair but like who's always just got the best flow to take the helmet off and like it's almost like nothing changed
3: (laughs) um well i think i think sach has a pretty good mullet going right now he he seems to like the old the old mullet look um hiders kind of got some 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 crazy hair under his helmet when he takes it off um i don't think anyone's really got too long of hair right now we we're all pretty much- yeah we'll, we'll come back to um, that not, in, in not seven yet. months we'll yeah yeah we'll see when when playoffs are around the corner
0: all right um going back to the music question uh you get some we get some guys who like to have fun on this team most likely to win a dance contest who breaks out the moves in the locker room after a win <laughs>
3: probably pops pop seems like a pretty uh yeah comfortable guy just uh, showing his dance moves off so he's he's not afraid to bust a move every now and then
0: well we're three seat we're three games in as of recording this and he's got every right to dance he's been he's been (laughs) the guy putting it in the back of the net so far doing pretty good so i could see him breaking those moves out so all right last one for you as a as a captain you kind of get the overarching view of your team uh and, and my hope is that all of you, every single one of you goes on to have a very long playing career. But then after that, who would be, who's the most likely on this team to just be an awesome coach someday down the road?
3: Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Nico, uh, Majadvik. um, the way he plays in the ice with, with habits. Um, he's uh, he consistently shows up every, every night. Um, he's a very approachable guy, great leader, um, likable guy. And I feel like he can really get the most out of his players so i feel like uh i feel like nico has some some championship experience too a lot of experience in, in big hockey games and i feel like he'd be a really good coach
0: very good well jordan i told you there wasn't going to be a test anywhere on this question no hard questions but you passed the test as the captain you, you know your team very well so uh awesome job really excited about the the upcoming season here want to leave with one final question uh you know, the team has goals, lots of exciting things that you guys can accomplish. What would you say is a personal goal for you? If you could look six months, seven months, eight months, nine months down the road, uh, what do you hope to see in in the next season and over these next couple of
3: months? Yeah, I, I, uh, just plan to get better every day. Um, you know, I have a, I have a big job this year to, uh, to, to lead this team and mold this team together. And I, take a lot of pride in that so with uh, so my kind of success will, will come with team success I feel like so as long as I can get everybody pulling in the right uh, direction and then uh, I feel like my success will come along too so just uh, really take a lot of pride and in, and in, uh, being a good older guy for for, for this young team we have and, and being being there for everybody when they need
0: that, that sounds like a great way to, uh, to cap this off. Really excited for you, for the new opportunity you have this year, uh, but also how, how you're going to be leading the team and um, the exciting things coming for, for the Seattle Thunderbirds. So, thank you, Jordan, so much for joining us. I really appreciate it.
3: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.
0: There he is, Jordan Gustafson, number seven, the captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Uh, You can tell why the guys just absolutely love him, why he was selected, why uh, the coaching staff believes that he is the right person for this job. He's absolutely the right person for this job and leading this team. And we wish him well as he continues to get healthy and look forward to seeing him back on the ice very, very soon. All right, let's talk what's coming up here for the Seattle Thunderbirds. They are... Uh, approaching the second half of the Eastern Conference road swing. A busy week coming up here. Four games in five days for the Thunderbirds. It starts tonight, if you're listening right now, and it's Tuesday, October 24th. They play tonight against the Red Deer Rebels, Uh, and then they continue on Wednesday, October 25th, taking on the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Friday, October 27th. They'll take on the Swift Current Broncos, and then they'll close out the road trip on Saturday, October 28th versus Medicine Hat. When I talked earlier about Spencer Michnick playing a key role in giving Scott the night off, it is for stretches like this. You want your best players performing at a high level in stretches where you're going to play four games and five nights on the road away from your home, away from, well, some of them in close to home, but uh, away from uh, your home crowd and the energy that they feed off uh, that they give you. So T-Birds are going to need every bit of their lineup, which they've been playing a little bit of a shorter line, a smaller lineup the last uh, couple of games. So they're going to need every bit here to get through and get back home healthy and, and ready to roll. So, Make sure to follow along on social media at Seattle Thunderbirds. We'll have uh, game updates. You can also listen to the games on the Seattle Thunderbird station on the iHeartRadio app or on 1090 AM. And of course, game recaps, highlights, all of that good stuff can always be found at SeattleThunderbirds.com. That'll be the road trip. And then the T Birds come back home Friday, November 3rd, taking on. The Spokane Chiefs, it'll be the second meeting between these two teams. T-Birds picked up a win on the road 4-2 in Spokane just a couple of weeks ago here. So it'll be the first home meeting for the T-Birds against the Spokane Chiefs. Puck drops at 7.05, but you're going to want to get here much earlier than 7.05. On Friday, November 3rd, we honor the Seattle Thunderbirds legend Patrick Marlowe. We're going to be retiring his jersey, hanging it up in the rafters uh, right beside Glenn Goodall and the championship banners. It's going to be an awesome night, having Patrick in the building, honoring him, recognizing him, uh, one of the greatest Seattle Thunderbirds of all time uh, and a legend in the NHL as well. So make sure you join us. Friday, November 3rd, get your tickets online at seattlethunderbirds.com. I believe only uh, maybe a couple hundred tickets left for that game and they are going to go as we get closer to that game, especially with how the team's playing. Team keeps up this kind of momentum. Uh, It is going to be hard to find tickets or you're going to be paying a little more to get tickets for some of these big games. So we'll see you back here Friday, November 3rd. And then Saturday, November 11th, T-Birds have a couple of road games there in between. They'll go on the road to Victoria, but then they'll come back home Saturday, November 11th, to take on the Victoria Royals at 6.05. It's a special night. It'll be our BECU Military Appreciation Night, uh, Veterans Day, um, where we get to show our appreciation uh, for all of the veterans and uh, all of the military personnel So uh, make sure you come out for that. It's also our Fred Meyer Turkey shoot night. Oh boy. Do I love Turkey shoot getting down on the ice, watching people take shots to win a Turkey and have it for Thanksgiving lunch or dinner. However you celebrate Thanksgiving. It's an awesome time. Uh, All ladies, 18 years of age and older in attendance can come down on the ice for a chance to shoot a puck on goal. If you score you win a turkey from Fred Meyer. So, make sure you come out, get your tickets for that game as well. Big slate coming up here. We we got through or we're getting through the uh, lighter part of the home games. Only three home games so far here, uh, 7 games into the season, and by the time the T-Birds get back home, they'll be 11 games into the season with only three home games played. We'll have plenty of home games, 32, 31. We're down to 31 left. So 31 in the final five months of the season. It's going to be a blast here. Well, that'll just about wrap things up here for another episode of Let's Fly. Before we go, though, I want to share a little bit of, oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, did you know that Matt Odette, 200 career wins, fourth most in franchise history. A big congratulations to Matt on reaching that milestone this past week. I believe it was in the Wenatchee game that he hit 200 career wins, fourth most in franchise history. He's 19 back of Steve. As of that game, he was 19 back of Steve Konowalczak. I believe he is now 16 back of Steve for second on the list and 37, 34 now back of Rob Sumner for most in T-Bird's history. Could he finish the season atop the list? He'd need a 6.06 winning percentage the rest of the season. And last year, only seven teams in the entire WHL had a 6.06 winning percentage or better. But six wins in seven games, off to a great start. Again, congratulations to Matt on the uh, milestone, a big, big milestone for him. And he'll continue to climb those ranks here in Seattle Thunderbirds record books. Also want to give a big, oh, by the way, congrats to Braden Coots, one of 14 WHL players named to hockey Canada's team for the 2023 world under 17 hockey challenge. That'll be November 2nd through 11th. So congratulations to Braden on being named, uh, one of the 14 WHL players to the, uh, to the hockey Canada roster. Uh, exciting to see one of the young players for the T-Birds getting recognized. Well, that'll do it. Another episode of Let's Fly in the Books. Episode two is done. This was our Attack of the Clones episode. Hopefully it it did a little better, depending on what your opinion is of the uh, Star Wars uh, prequel series. Hopefully it was a little bit better well-received than Attack of the Clones, but we did it. Another episode down. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure to subscribe. Uh, Give us a rating. Give us a like. Uh, Thank you so much. the the first episode we released, I don't know how accurate these are, but I use a ranking site for podcasts. We were the number 10 hockey podcast in the United States. And then we dropped to like, hundred or something after the days went on and the the listens went up but thank you all so much for listening and for for the kind words and the encouragement we're going to keep this content coming at you Um, we're going to start sharing more video content as well some of our our interviews we we've got videos to go along with them but uh, again you want to share a note make sure to text the show you can text us or you can call and leave a voicemail and uh, for your chance to get on the show again 253 six, five, six, 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 one, eight. Well, that'll do it for us. We'll see you back at the show very soon. For now, keep flying T-Birds fans.